Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is August the 18th. Wow. 2020. Strong hand, long term thinking, buying over crying. Buy and hold. Same thing. Golden age of the 2020s. I'm offended by selling. We're one day closer to an all-time high. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. We're going to talk about that. Hello, my elite friends. Check out all the links below. I just don't, I'm not just posting those links for the heck of it. I need you guys to learn to, to, to check it out. Ask questions. Please type in Bitcoin Meister and uh, or do a super chat as we already have people asking questions. There'll be plenty of time for questions. Let's read uh, FF2K. BitPiggies says, ignoring progress and opportunity because of an existing bias is referred to as having shift for brains like Peter Schiff. Oh, pound that like button there. Whoa. Wow. Thank you for the $4.99 in support. All right. We got another question from Mark S. We're going to get that to that in a second. Remember, you get a new show here every day. That is conviction, baby. So what are we starting it off here? Something that will get all the – oh, well, remember to check out Friday's show. It's linked to below this week in Bitcoin. Al's Lacrosse, Adam Hoddleberry, and, and David Bennett were on. TechBalt.com, TechBalt on Twitter and disruptmeister.com. You'll get everything you need there. Subscribe to the backup channel. Also, Pierre Richard has a great tweet that's out there. He just It says, Bitcoin fundamentals. And this is very, very important to understand and remember these Bitcoin fundamentals that he shares. Hardest to dilute, hardest to steal, hardest to censor, sound money, hard money. Can, can anyone argue that? Is it not the hardest to dilute? Is it not the hardest to steal? Is it not the hardest to censor? It's uncensorable, first of all. Pound that like button. Thank you, uh, Pierre, for that uh, beautiful tweet. Link to below. Now, uh, Whale Panda reminds us, the game has always been to accumulate more Bitcoin. That's what all the altcoin devs have been doing as well. Ouch. That's really valuing your wealth in Bitcoin there, okay? Even those altcoin devs, some of them, they want to get some more Bitcoin. They're not, they're not trying to get more of their coin. They're trying to get more Bitcoin. Lots of them are. I don't know all of them, but a good point by Whale Panda. Now, before we get to the uh, monthly close price that I know everybody wants to talk about, the Willy Woo tweet, I do want to say for all you altcoinages, people out there, all you people who, altcoinages, all the people who complain about Coinbase. And again, they're competing. They're competing. So don't complain. Uh, I will say this. Uh, this looks like they, they, they are really going to list so many coins there one day, but they're not hiding anything from you. Interested in listing your token on Coinbase? Today, we're releasing guidelines on how to pass our token listing security review. All right. So, yeah, I mean, like they, they, I looked at it. I looked at it. Not that I'm trying to create an ERC 20 token, but yeah, man, if you, if you follow their rules, you create an ERC 20 token. I mean, anyone can do that. 
So that means like if anybody abides by their rules and meets their standards, you're going to get an ERC-20 token on uh, Coinbase. My, oh, my. I mean, they, they, they can do what they want to do. They can do what they want to do. It is funny, though, today. We have people uh, yelling and screaming about it, it, it being below $12,000. I, I just put a big smile on my face. The, the price of Bitcoin, people are worried when it goes below $12,000. We have down days, we have up days. It can't go up every single day, people. So I think you just you need your daily reminder of that. Just keep a strong hand. There are beautiful days ahead of us because guess what? We're one day closer to an all-time high. Now, I'm going to talk about this Willy Woo chart tweet. Now, you know I'm not a chart guy at all, okay? But this is an interesting one. Here is the history of breaking previous all-time high monthly closes. If we close this month above $14,000, it'll get fun. Now, what, he, what he's referring to is that the record high for a monthly close for Bitcoin. We just The month that just closed was the second highest. But the highest ever was $14,000, and that was February of, of, no, <laughs> no, I just got two things. I, I got the, the, the monthly high, uh, that, that was December of 2017. Okay. 14,000. So uh, I do agree now. And, and I want to say some people are going to say, well, it, where it is the last day of the month, this is, you know, we're not a traditional financial organization here uh, that, that goes by monthly closes and it's only open nine to five, but it is ingrained in the people's brains. It is a, a psychological paradigm that people are, are stuck in. I mean, when the month changes, we change. When the week changes, when, that, when the day changes. So you can say, you know, Bitcoin never closes. There is a... It's it's open 24-7-365. But again, so the monthly the monthly uh, record close was that day uh, in uh, 2017. Okay, so I, I look at it like this, okay? We the, – the, the, on the last bull run, okay, the last bull run started also – so what he's referring to is – once you break that record, okay, you start – you really start a, a trend where every month it's higher and higher. It gets faster and faster. The, the monthly uh, close keep, keeps on beating the previous monthly close. So we just got to do it once, and it's going to start a nice uptrend. So when did that happen last time? When did that uptrend happen start last time? And that was in – De on December, in December of 2016. Okay. No, February of 2017. No, I don't know when the heck it was. When I get all these numbers written, <laughs> found that light button. Uh, no, it was. Uh, it was February of 2017 when it started. Uh, when it February of 2017 is when it broke. The, the previous record, which was like from 2013, okay? So what is the equivalent? If we do 210,000 blocks 
from February of 2017. What is that? And that's uh, December of 2020. And so what I'm trying to, the point I'm getting at here is that I do not think Bitcoin uh, will close above $14,000 this at, at the end of this month. I don't think we're going to break the, the monthly, uh, that, that monthly record yet. All right. So, I mean, is it, is it that bad if it closes at 12,000 or 11,000 or, and then at the end of September, if it closes at 13 and 12 at the end of November, I, I think it, I think it will, uh, at the end of December, which is the end of this year, uh, it will close above fourteen thousand. If and this is a rough, this is based on the two hundred ten thousand uh, block theory, a really uh, a stretched out version of it. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Because I, I believe certain trends repeat every two hundred ten thousand blocks. So this would be a trend repeating uh, then. Okay, if you if you're still with me after all those numbers. Here we go. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's not, it's, I do agree that once it does beat that uh, monthly, uh, monthly closing high, that we're, we're, we're in for some real fun. Let, last time around, it took three months. In, in February of 2017, it beat it. And then it slowly started beating it. And then like May of 2017, it really started being, we really started seeing an increase. So this could be this whole monthly close thing, just another sign, another part of the cycle. It's all cyclical. Let's see. Let's see if it repeats itself at the end of December here. All right. Now, Mark S. says, will Bitcoin be a, so that was for you fiat freaks out there. Mark S. says, will Bitcoin be a safe haven in the event of a market crash? It was designed for this moment. But we have never seen it. This moment, we have never seen it. I mean, were you around on March twelfth? I mean, that, that that there was a market crash that day. It was a, a day of much panic. And yes, Bitcoin was designed for that moment. And yes, it, it already showed then that it was a safe haven. I, <laughs> I don't I don't know what else to say. It's it's uh. For the people that are saying it hasn't proven itself, it's proven itself. I mean, what was what we went through through this uh, this panic, this media-driven hysteria, and it, it's it's ripped some businesses to shreds. It's destroyed some people's wealth. Uh, if they had their money in Bitcoin, though, they would be fine. So it it, it definitely protects against a a media-driven hysterical disaster that didn't have to happen at all, uh, That and, and many markets have indeed crashed. <laughs> uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to be involved in, in certain housing markets right now. So yeah, it's it's proven. It's, it's a safe, it will continue to be a safe haven in the event of a market crash. We've seen uh, all, all sorts of crashes in the last uh, few months here. Uh, I, 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 March 12th, baby. Uh, that was uh, quite a day there. Now, uh, but there are ups and the thing is, is that you got to, there are ups and downs in Bitcoin. When a, when a, when there's a giant market crash like we had on that day, um, Bitcoin goes down too. Okay. Because oh, everyone's sentiment, sentiment is all the 80 percenters are like, it's the end of the world. I got to, I got to get cash. I got to cash out. I got to do this, but it rebounded. You, you can't, um, over the long term, it has been quite a savior for, for people. <laughs> on that day, it wasn't very fun, but you got it for cheap on that day. That 
Okay, so thank you for the question. Let me see if there are other questions here. Uh, yeah, the crash shakes shakes out weak hands. Yes, they do. And the cra crash is also, the, the days that are like March 12th, they're not going to destroy Bitcoin. Like they destroy, you know, someone's private business. They are going to give you a chance to get Bitcoin on sale. So that's how you look at it in a, in a positive way. Now, and I hope I am not a doomer here. I, I don't want anything like that to happen again, where it was something so ridiculous as that happens that the whole world gets caught up in, in hysterical nonsense that's based on nothing, that's just based on panic. But unfortunately, it could happen again. I wouldn't have believed it if you would have told me in 2019 uh, that, that 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 could be created, that what's going on is could be going on, that the government shuts down businesses and and everyone is scared for no reason. But uh, yeah, st stick in the bit. The Bitcoin is not emotional, does not get hysterical. It's a bunch of numbers. OK, so that's why <laughs> that's why you want to be in it uh, to protect you. Insurance against hysteria. Paul Tudor Jones, everyone. Some people started retweeting this tweet <laughs> and everyone was loving it. And even Forbes put it in an article. Now, I linked to it below. It wasn't really from Paul Tudor Jones. So I'll read it to you. My bet on Bitcoin as a safe haven against the deteriorating dollar is doing incredibly well. My only regret, re regret is not buying more. I believe this rise in price we're seeing is far from over. In fact, it's just getting started. Okay, fake Paul Tudor Jones, you're right. Now, but there are all these people that feel like they need your confirmation. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is I still have no proof that the real Paul Tudor Jones actually owns Bitcoin. He talks about Bitcoin futures. Okay. So I just, I, I find it fascinating that people out there still, they need this confirmation from some dude who might not even own any Bitcoin. And let me, let me try to give you guys some confidence in yourselves, all right? Paul Tudor Jones, I don't think he knows how to send the Bitcoin. All right? Do you know how to send the Bitcoin? Watch my son. My, I, I went to it below my skills show where I talk about the five valuable skills you need in, the, uh, in this uh, golden age decade, and you're going to be way ahead of the game, okay? You're going to be way ahead of Paul Tudor Jones. So if you're acquiring, and, and one of those skills is to know how to send the Bitcoin. Because all these big talkers and fake big talkers, they don't even know how to do that. So if you've taught yourself to, to, to send the Bitcoin, you're, you're ahead of the game and you should have the confidence in yourself and the understanding to know what this is all about. And that you don't need some guy from the old school to make you feel better about your decision. All right. And so, so there you go. Um, it, it is amazing. And, and all the people who rely, let's extrapolate this a little bit, okay, to, to the current situation in the world. People are like, I believe the experts. Believe all experts. Believe all When you start to blindly believe all experts, you get people that fake, who, I mean, who, who create fake experts, like fake the fake Paul Tudor Jones here. So you, you really got to <laughs> have a base layer of understanding. And do not rely on experts uh, because you're going to get fooled. And do not never get into 
don't get into the 80% or world where they, they're always looking for someone to tell them what to do. I want Paul Tudor Jones to tell me what to do. I want uh, Fauci to tell me what to do. I, I, I Make up your own personal responsibility is the new counterculture, right? Right here and now. And it shows you the, the fake Paul Tudor Jones tweet popularity shows that some people are look, look, lacking a bit of uh, personal responsibility and uh, research. One, two, three, no scope says, imagine how people will feel 210,000 blocks after March 12th, 2020. Do you think a ton of Bitcoin was taken off the table that day? I Well, I feel like a ton of Bitcoin went to strong hands. And I agree with the second part right there. I don't know how much uh, was taken off the table for, for a long time, but I, I, I know that a, a lot of strong hands. I mean, I was, it got me to freaking spend 10,000 freaking dollars. Okay. So I know I wasn't the only one out there. Okay. I know I wasn't the only one loading up on two Bitcoin when that was going on. And it, yes, indeed it was weak hands. Uh, who, who rely on other people to tell them what to do and, and need confirmation. Right then and there, they needed someone like they needed someone out there in the traditional world because they haven't left the normie world. They needed uh, what's his face? Uh, the Oracle of Omaha to, to come out and tell them that, oh, everything's okay, buy Bitcoin. But that didn't happen. That didn't happen that day. There were no one from the traditional world wanted to speak up so a lot of people panicked they're like oh this was just a i need my cash now i need my cash now so no um there were plenty of people warren buffett is the oracle of Omaha. uh there plenty of people uh are going to regret that day uh but plenty of people like me have loved have been so freaking happy since that day <laughs> all right uh, because I have more Bitcoin than I did at the start of the year, definitely. All right, that's it. Um, Adam, you are an 80 percenter if you deny the dollar crash. Is that what you're saying? No, I, the, the dollar is losing value, constantly losing value. What what I have done on this show is say I do I strong. So don't get confused here. When I say there is going to be no hyperinflation with the uh, U.S. dollar. That doesn't mean the dollar isn't going down the tubes. It's a slow I, – I don't like the word crash. It's a slow inflation of the dollar that we've been going through constantly, constantly. It, it will remain the world reserve currency. Bitcoin will not become the world reserve currency. There will be no hyperinflation in the United States. That's what I mean. That, that That's what I mean. That's what I have been saying. And I think that's uh, – it's actually quite a, a 20 percenter of me because – if you go with the just all the trends, like, well, it's it's quite the opposite of doom. There's all the doomers have been calling for the, the end of the dollar, the end of uh, U.S. dominance, the, the beginning of hyperinflation for so long now, for so long now. And it's not it, 1980. Doug Casey's talking about it. And what percentage of people are watching this show are born after 1980? All of them? No, I know not all of them, but 90%? It's, it's, it's crazy. So, no, I, I, I would say – I mean it's, it's 80 percenter to – take this to, – to say I'm going to value my wealth in dollars. That's 80 percenter, value my wealth in dollars. And, I'm, <laughs> and that is – that's horrible, horrible. But – let, let's go back. It's 80 percenter to say value your wealth in dollars. I very much think 
that close to 80% of the nation will continue to do that no matter how much money they print. So because of that, there will be no hyperinflation because we have compliant servants out there that do whatever they are told and want experts to tell them what is what. And in terms of finance, in terms of money, if, if the people in D.C. says this is what you use, this is, is worth, this is worth something, we can print as much as we want. There will be plenty of people that stick, stay addicted to the dollar. And I, I, the, the welfare dollar, that is the it is not the it's not the petrodollar. It is the welfare dollar. So many people rely on it. They are not going to give up on that story and they will do it. They will get into any government programs they, that are necessary and become uh, on welfare if necessary. It's not going anywhere. It's not being hyperinflated away and it will remain the world reserve travel around the world travel around the world like i have and you will see it is respected our culture our way of life our money is respected like no other on this planet the united states of america sets the tone and you can you can hear all these haters out there trying to scare you about putin who is weaker who's weaker than netanyahu <laughs> for god's sakes uh it's not changing and so there you go you got a little bit of a a bitcoin uh Bitcoin, uh, uh, beyond Bitcoin bonus there. Okay. He, and again, hyperinflation is something, it, it can happen in second tier. I don't think it can even happen in second tier countries. Okay. It's not happening in the world reserve currency. It is not happening here. The belief, the belief in this, in what this government says, uh, the belief in this country, the belief, the belief in this way of life is basically the found is the, is the, the foundation of popular culture and civilized society on this planet. And it's just, it's not changing. It's not changing. All right. I'm out of here. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister to Bitcoin Meister to Disrupt Meister. Subscribe to the channel and definitely. <laughs> you must be a joking. Putin is the best politician in the world. <laughs> BB is near where is nowhere near him. Well, I think they're both pretty good liars. Uh, I think they're, they're, they're both excellent liars. But in terms of uh, Putin's influence on the planet, um, it, it might be a bit of an exaggeration to say uh, BB has more uh, influence. But what I'm trying to say here is that Russia is weak. I, I said it in a, in a bit of a hyper, hyperbolic way there. Um, but I just want to make it simple for you if, if, in case you're not joking. Russia is nothing. Russia is weak. It is basically a third world cold country with oil that most of the smart people fled and got the heck out of there because there are many better places to live on this planet under many better regimes. It's a terrible regime led by someone that uh, was a, K a KGB agent uh, and it's it's totalitarian in, in, in many ways. So, uh, no, people have chosen – that's not freedom, uh, but because they don't have freedom there – and they're not organized. Uh, they they have no power now. Now China is different. Uh, they they don't have that much freedom there, but they're uh, quite quite organized. And uh, well, anyway, this is for beyond Bitcoin type of stuff. But but a, a, a reason to bring it up is because we're in election season again. When our hysterical media tries to put this tin pot dictator Putin and his weak country on this pedestal that we sh that the United States should fear. The United States should fear Russia. I mean, it's such a joke. 
It's uh, it, it's a pitiful co country. It's a large country, but it is pitiful. All right, I'm out of my again. I said everything. See you guys. I'll t I'll say thanks to you. Um, <laughs> you are trolling now. He says almost all Soviet Jews came back from Israel. Dude, you you are so. It's so they. The Israel-Soviet uh, relation is such the opposite of that, that so many of you, the non-Jews of the Soviet Union, pretended to be Jews, and they hate Jews to get into Israel. Literally, Jew haters pretending to be Jews to get to Israel, to get out of that that horrible country in such a bad place, the Soviet Union. The, the Jews of, of, of Israel that, that, they got, that got out of the Soviet Union would never go back there. Never. Now they might do business with uh, with Russia and the Ukraine and these 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 so former Soviet republics. That's that's completely different. <laughs> but the hilarity to say that the Soviet the, the Russian the Jews in uh, Israel um, would, would want to go back <laughs> to, to to Moscow and, and where they were not allowed to. Oh, it was the, the suffering, the, the terrible years there. Why they would want to go? No, no one in the right. It's the opposite. I mean, there there's plenty of there are plenty of Jew haters there that would love to go to Israel right right now if they could. Plenty, plenty. It's it's just night and day. The, the opportunity that's in Israel, the technological advancements, the freedom, <laughs> the the nice weather. All right. See you guys.